Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. I wanted to take a moment to invite you to uh, look up Anchor.fm and consider maybe opening up your own podcast. It's free to start. It's really, really easy. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I podcast from my tablet. Anchor will distribute your, your podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And that's actually probably one of the more key things because you can immediately start making money. It's everything that you need in one place. The videos or the editing software is all right there. You can record and edit and do everything that you need. It is a very, very easy platform to use. I mean, for crying out loud, I can do it. Anyway, again, anchor.fm, give it a shot. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancti Michael Archangel, defendi nos in proelio, contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli est opraesidium. Imperatili Deus, supplicis de precamur, tuque princeps militae calestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignos che ad perditione mani marum pervegantur in mundo, divine virtute in infernum detrude. Amen. Angeli Dei, qui custos es me, met ibi comis in pietatis superna, Hac nocte illumina custodi reget guberna. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in caelis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, avenia regnum tuum, fia voluntas tua, sicur in caelo et in terra. Panum nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie, dimite nobis debita nostra. Sicur et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in hora mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri, et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principi nunc et semper, et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. Cor Jesus Sacratissimum, miserere nobis, auxilium Christianorum, ora pro nobis, Virgo Potens, Ora pro nobis. Sancte Iosif, ora pro nobis. Sancte Michael Arcangela, ora pro nobis. Omni Sancti Angeli et Arcangeli, orate pro nobis. In omni Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. 
As I'm recording this in the evening, I will go ahead and say good evening. I'm Caleb the Mechanic. Decided to answer the call from a uh, one Mr. Anthony Stein over at Return to Tradition. If you have an opportunity, I would recommend that you go over to his channel, listen to him. He's got some of the best information, particularly when he does uh, the encyclicals and when he's talking about the Forgotten Saints. Uh, but he has much of the best information that I've seen um, that's pertinent to traditional Catholicism. Anyway, I'm answering his call because he was because he did manage to mention that we do need more Catholic voices. And admittedly, there's one segment of the Catholic blogosphere that seems to be missing. And that's the segment that has enough military experience and governmental experience to be able to really pull apart what the government's doing or not doing um, and what that actually means from a, both an American national perspective but also a global geopolitical spec perspective and how all of that ties into the problems that are in the church today. got about 20 years of service in the military, including three and a half years served overseas, Kosovo in 99 and 2000 under operations Noble Anvil and Joint Guardian, and three years in Afghanistan um, as route clearance demining com uh, combat advisor for the Afghan National Army and a more conventional deployment to Afghanistan just as just as a regular motorized infantryman. I spent a lot of time uh, as an adult basically kind of hovering around various Protestant churches. Um, I also spent a lot of time studying the occult. I'm now an FAA certified aircraft mechanic. It has been an interesting and very wide-ranging uh, previous 20 years. I've got experience with law enforcement that most people probably don't because I've been on both sides of the law. I was a criminal investigator in the Army and I'm also an ex-con. It's complicated looking at this world. It, not complicated. It's complex. Most of the stories that you're going to hear in the news and I hate to say it, even, even of most of the people that I spend time listening to um, on YouTube, uh, in the, actually in the mainstream media, um, and around the various places where I manage to keep an eye on what's going on in the world, it's complex. And it's all interconnected. All of it. The problems in the church are connected to the problems in the country. The problems in the country are connected to the problems in the world. And they're not connected in necessarily the same ways that people think they are. But they are definitely connected. This week it's come out that the BLM movement is now allied with the, uh, what is it, the Council of American Islamic Relations, which basically means the Muslim Brotherhood, which basically means the political wing of Muslim extremism. If anybody's been tracking the news, uh, particularly most of these places, uh, most of the uh, Catholic, at least a couple of the Catholic 
outlets like Remnant TV and Church Militant have managed to tie together that, that the BLM movement, the corporate movement, is a Marxist organization. That's absolutely true. This week, people are beginning to notice that the Palestinian protests and BLM have been marching together. Now, anybody who looks at that and says, oh my God, I can't believe those two groups are, are banding together. One of them is basically an anti-God movement and the other one, while it's a religious movement in part, the reality is, is these two organizations, not in their current incarnation, but these two ideologies have been allied at least since 1968. This is nothing new. The Ba'ath Party in Iraq was a communist Muslim party. Communist first, Muslim second, but that was how they controlled things. This is not a new happenstance. Those who don't know should probably take some time out scanning back. I would actually also recommend that you go look at Tim Pool because he's, because he's managed to connect a few things here and there. He hasn't seen the full ramifications of them. But the BLM, but the, the Antifa activists that are allied with the BLM movement, they've been trained by Kurdish rebels, Kurdish extremists. Antifa is a military-ish organization. They're formatted kind of similarly to the way the Mujahideen were in Afghanistan along Local, very, very local, um, cellular levels. None of these groups have been particular fans of the church. In fact, when you t take them together, those three segments have been generally anti-Christianity since each of their inceptions. This goes back thousands of years even though Marxism is only a centuries-old, quote-unquote, centuries-old ideology. It is, however, just being noticed. Quote-unquote experts today are calling it the Red-Green Movement, forgetting that these guys are also black-block. In reality, this is a Red-Green and Black alliance. It's the Communists and the Marxists and the, so and the Socialists allied with the Islamic extremists, allied with the anarchists. This is actually a three-pronged assault on Western civilization. Now, if you've been paying attention, then you know that they've begun to direct their animosity towards the church, particularly the Catholic church. There's already been the call for statues of Jesus and Mary to be torn down along with the statues of the Apostles, and they've already gone after St. Junipero Serra and Christopher Columbus. They've been using various forms of activism to try and peel away what had been a, a long-standing tradition of the Church in the West. And it's not just in America. I think most people are forgetting that last year France managed to sustain damage to more than 1,100 of its churches from vandalism, raiding, raiding, raiding and stealing and destroying the, the tabernacle, and, and arson. 
1,100 churches in France. It had been happening in Central and South America as well. This is nothing new. It's just the first time that we've had it in the United States of America. They've been raiding tabernacles and defacing statues and burning churches at least for the last several years, at least from what I've been able to track. This is nothing new, and it's not that they spend a whole lot of time going after Protestant churches. Fortunately for Protestants, they don't actually have as much going on from a spiritual standpoint in their church, so they're not going to be as much of a, a target. For them, you actually just have to do like they did in New Orleans and just burn the whole building down. For Catholic churches, you can do immense amounts of spiritual damage without actually destroying the whole building, and that hasn't actually stopped them in most cases around the world. The media has been complicit by not naming the groups who have been doing these attacks, by not actually showing how they're tied to whatever ideologies, and I'm going to say ideologies because the reality is, is I should be saying superstitions. Most of the evangelical left is following a superstition. It is a superstition that causes them to deny the science regarding transgenderism. It is a superstition that causes them to deny the science regarding environmentalism. It is a superstition that causes them to deny the statistical science when it comes to police brutality. These things are provable with scientific data. And yet, these people, these radicals, have decided to lob onto this superstition with the full commitment of any cult. And I refuse to put the word religious cult in there because a religious cult would actually be a better denotation for a Catholic belief set. But these leftist evangelicals have banded together. All of their belief systems are false. And in order to prove it, they're going to burn down every single piece of our history. And you may think I'm being, oh, hyperbolic. But the reality is, they're proving it every single day. There's no way that the death of one man could warrant the deaths of 19 others in America in protest. That's ridiculous. It's stupid on its face. And yet it carries on today. Even in my hometown. This is a religion. This is a religious revolution. It's just not a religious revolution from the true religion. And Catholics who aren't seeing this, who don't notice it, who don't wrap their heads around the whole thing, either because they choose not to, or because they're too busy doing other things, they're going to get caught with their pants down horribly. This applies double to leftist Catholics. To the Catholics out there who are actually supporting these movements, pull your head out of your behind. They're going to come for you as well. You cannot worship a God other than our God, other than our Lord Jesus Christ, and not be dead set opposed. They're going to come for us. How you prepare for it is completely up to you. I would start with prayer. Because temporal preparedness 
doesn't mean anything without eternal preparedness. You can get ready for violent revolution all you want. You can stockpile food all you want. Our Lord has already made his position on that clear. It's foolish. You're not guaranteed another day. But we are all guaranteed eternity, and we get to make the choice whether that's going to be eternity in heaven with him or eternity in hell. So, <clears throat> stockpile if you need to, if you feel you need to. I wouldn't go overboard on it. Few emergency supplies never hurt anybody. But I would definitely not be carving out bunkers in the basement or looking to flee to far side, to far ends of the country out into, out to the corner of no and where and somewhere in Montana or North Dakota or someplace where there's just simply not enough of a population for, in order for them to notice. That's ridiculous on its face as well. We need to be prepared to stand and fight, to stand up for what we believe in. And I'm not talking fight as in violent revolution or counter-revolution. I'm talking about fight. Stand and testify to the truth of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the face of these people who would make themselves our, or who would make them, them our oppressors, stand. Don't kneel to BLM. Don't compromise with these people because they will take over everything in your life. 
understand also that this is not some grand human conspiracy. This is beyond human. There is no way that you can take those mutually exclusive ideologies that have all banded together against the West and tie them together into a coalition if this was simply human. <clears throat> if you've been paying attention to the news, then you know that organizations like the Open Society Institute and the Tides Foundation, Thousand Currents, and all of these other leftist financial foundations and organizations have been tying all of this together. That's not the big deal. It's part of it, because these financiers seem to be financing the destruction of the human race and Western civilization as a whole. But this isn't a bunch of people collected in a room in the United Nations or some other wild place stroking their beards at 3 o'clock in the morning going, hmm, I wonder how we can destroy Western civilization. That's not how this works. Because when you look at the specific ideologies of most of these people who are tied together, from the Planned Parenthood leftists to the Islamic radicals, there's not really a common theme. I mean, there's a couple of common themes. They're coming after the family. They're coming, at, they're coming after Christ. They're coming after the Catholic Church. You may not think they're coming after the Catholic Church, but isn't it interesting that the vast majority of the churches in America, the vast majority of the religious iconography in America has not been Protestant iconography. It's been Catholic iconography. St. Louis IX, St. Hudipper of Sarah, the Blessed Mother, these are Catholic icons. They're not Protestant icons. It's not Protestant religious icons. And it's not even, and, and per capita, particularly when you take it worldwide, there's nowhere near the number of Protestant churches that are being attacked as, at, to the rate that the Catholic churches are. 1,100 Catholic churches in France alone. The, taberna the tabernacles raided statues and statues defaced, shattered, and burned. In, in the Americas, and that's both in the United States, Mexico, Central and South America. This is the entire gamut of the Americas that the Catholic Church has been under assault. It has only just finally come into the, into the United States as a more visual, violent attack. But we're only the last ones. We're not the only ones. It's not just the Blessed Mother in Boston and New York. It's not just St. Junipero Serra in California or just St. Louis in, in uh, Missouri. This has been happening in Mexico, in Guatemala, in El Salvador, in Argentina, in Chile, in Bolivia, in Colombia and Venezuela. This has been happening in the Americas for a very long time and it has always been specifically the Catholic Church. Likewise, in France, it has been specifically the Catholic Church. Now, it's easy to try and point that it's just the Muslim extremists, but the reality is, is that we're fighting a battle on three fronts. Remember that this is a red, green, and black bloc alliance. It is the anarchists. It is the communists. It is the Muslim extremists. And it's all of them working independently and in collusion with each other. <clears throat> And if you look at those ideologies, they don't match up enough to actually justify the alliance that they have. And yet it seems to be working. 
which is why I say it's preternatural. This could not just be people. This has to be coming from the enemy. Knowing that, knowing what I know geopolitically, knowing what I know in the Catholic Church and in the United States of America, it does make me wonder, where are the bishops? Where are the priests? Except that I know that most of them have defected to the enemy, many of them anyway. They may be, they, you know, they still preach Christ at the pulpit, but they make clear with their actions who their actual God is. It may be a good idea, particularly at least for the Catholic bishops in America, to look themselves in the mirror and realize that they're about to be on the wrong side of history. And it's not the wrong side of history where people are going to judge them. God will judge them for not protecting his people. God will judge them. And if they're ready to face that, <laughs> if they think they're ready to face that, it's probably because they've long since given up their faith in God and Jesus Christ. So it would be in the best interests, at least on a secular term, for them to actually start to pay attention to the fact that these three groups are not going to stop until Catholics are in chains at best. Until Christianity is forgotten in the world. Now, I say that knowing full well that all of us know that Christ will not be forgotten in the world. That if it comes to that point and the church is down to its absolute last believer, that Christ, that Christ will be back and he will put the whole thing right. But that doesn't change the fact that our pastors and our priests and our bishops and our cardinals have abandoned the faith in hopes to gain a little bit of filthy lucre for whatever reason they seem to collect it. Perhaps next time I'll go more into that. For now, my name is Caleb the Technician. May God bless you and keep you and the Virgin protect you. Amen. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.